Welcome to The Power of Data, the podcast by Dun & Bradstreet. Data is everywhere, and there is more created every second of every day. Join us to hear from leaders unlocking the value of data. Welcome back to The Power of Data podcast. Today, we're at the Women in Data conference in London. I'm delighted to introduce our guest this week, Leira from BNB Paribas. First of all, massive congratulations to you for being one of the winners of the 20 in Data and Technology Award. Thank you very much. And um, related to that, I wondered if you could tell us a bit about your role in data and analytics and also a bit about your career path and how you've got to that stage. First of all, thanks very much. It's a pleasure <laughs> being here and it's an honor. We one of the 20 in Data and Technology 2019. So I work in BNP Paribas in the chief data office as data controller. So BNP has different data offices across the business, technology, architecture, risk, finance, etc. So we are a huge network of data offices and BNP Paribas is a very, very big group. So it's pretty challenging to make sure that we are all aligned and we work with the same objectives in mind. So I've been with BNP for four years now, working with global markets. I sit within the business and one of the main priorities being in a data office is making sure that we are very, very close to the business. We realize the objectives of the business by using the proper digital and data strategy, meaning data governance, policies, roles and responsibilities, also data quality, frameworks, data control environments. So it's a little bit everything. Also, without forgetting the regulator. So regulator is one of our main actors, our main clients, I would say. And we know the regulator is there. We, we know that there are many things to do in order to comply with the regulator. And the need for transparency at the same time of the need of proper management of the personal data, as well as the need of giving to the business clear and quality information so they are able to make the right decisions on time in order to make money, one of the main goals any, yeah, any uh, of any business. business yeah. So it's pretty challenging, a lot of um, exposure and a lot of impact, but definitely working in a data office is, is a pleasure. It's fun, it's challenging and it's rewarding. Every day it's rewarding because I get to work with so many different stakeholders, know the organization back and forward, end to end, all the business processes, technology and architecture areas. I'm so happy to be working in this in this environment. And, and that's something we've found from our, our other conversations with other interviewees is that data is just so intertwined in every part of every business exactly. you can't escape it and it's only going to get much more so I think going forward into the future is it's, you can't escape data it's everywhere around us in our personal life and our business life it's so yeah critical to success yeah exactly and it's not only that we need it we need to govern it. We need to know the data that we have, all sorts of data. In financial services, we talk about structural data, client data, employee data, transactional data, risk data, and uh, of course, financial data. So any type of data we have, we need to know it, governing, know where it is, where it is come from, who is using it, to what purpose is using it, and how we can get the most of it in order to predict certain things. Yeah. And this is where analytics comes in. So you can have the most wonderful and, and amazing analytics tools and AI tools, but if you don't input those tools and feed those tools with proper data, order data, structure, and, and clean and good data, 
your analytics tools are not going to give you the answers you need for for your purposes. It's a good um, data in, good data out. Yes, yes. In if you have rubbish data in, you you may have rubbish data out. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very happy to be working in this type of environment and also get to know what other colleagues are doing in, in events like like this. And today's a great opportunity for women and there's men out there as well who are at the conference in the industry to share experience and insights. And I think it, there's a real buzz out there. It's such a, it's such a great event to be at. So talking about the event and obviously... The theme is around diversity and and attracting more women into the industry. Could you tell us a bit more about how you approach diversity in terms of your team and how you're looking to sort of attract women and other sort of underrepresented groups into your team and how you're supporting them? I'm very lucky because in BMP, across the data offices, the number of men versus women is pretty the same. It's balanced. And it is true that a company like BMP is investing a lot in measures to fight against the gender parity gap. And we have one of the um, sustainable development goals. The fifth one is gender equality. So BMP is really supporting all these goals. In terms of in In my specific case, I am part of the Women in Global Markets stream, specifically the recruitment stream. So what we do is we, well, of course, there are monthly meetings and periodic meetings. And what we do is we we tend to participate in interviews with young women, young girls that are at university or are finding and trying to find the, their first experience in, in a working environment. And we try to explain them that they shouldn't be afraid of working in financial services. In this case, it's specifically for financial services, not for yep. data. But anyway, we try to explain why they shouldn't be afraid of working in financial services that no matter what the background is and it applies also to data you don't necessarily need to have studied computer science or mathematics in order to join the data workforce or the data space same for financial services you just need to have the passion the willing to work in a in a challenging and unchanging environment and uh, the social capacity be willing to learn new skills so that's what we do in the recruitment stream we have interviews with young girls we try to attract them to the financial services we try to tell them that they should apply to jobs in financial services also we have networking events so it's a kind of trying to attract more people and try to get more people to apply for positions within uh, BNP. That's the, the things that I'm doing at the moment. And as I said, BNP is a huge ambassador of uh, everything that regards gender parity. Yeah, it's great. So I mean, and that's, I think, a responsibility for big businesses like us, yeah, and, yeah, and BNP. Yeah. It's that we have a, a responsibility to yeah. take that on board yeah. and, and treat it yeah. as an important issue. And yeah. If, if more and more companies do that, then yes. hopefully the change will start to happen yes. a bit faster. Yes. So today it is like this for me, but it hasn't been like that in the past in terms of, of course, I studied computer science and in a small city in Spain. So I don't remember the exact percentage, but during all my life, I've been surrounded by men. So during my studies and then in my early days of work, working in, in the data space, uh, data science, and I, I did my my master's in uh, in artificial intelligence at that time when it was not as trendy as it is now. But for me, thing, really. no, 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 but for me, it sounded fancy, like artificial intelligence. Yes, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and uh, then I started working in, in, uh, in Deloitte. Then I moved to EY, but always in financial services slash data uh, science or data analysis or data quality environment. But 
I didn't realize that at that time. I was like, yeah, well, it's natural, right? It's Because normal. it's a it's yeah. a men's uh, world. It's a men's career, so it's natural to have all my stakeholders being men, or not all, but maybe most of all my stakeholders. So for me, it's also when I found a woman that it's in a senior position or in a pretty subject matter expert position role. For me, it's very attractive and it's like kind of a role model as well. Like I want to be like that. And if this woman has been able to reach this position, I could uh, do it. Too. I could do it yeah. too, exactly. And so that's something that a couple of people have mentioned today is that having a role model and a champion or feeling that it's okay to aspire to be want to be like yeah. that and, and the sort of pressure of the fact when that's not there and, it's, and it is a male-dominated area, feeling that it's harder to have that self-confidence to do that yeah, and feel that yeah. you can, you've got just as much right to be mm, there as anyone mm-hmm. else. Yeah, exactly. But it, and it's nice to have these type of examples because you can, you can see that you can do the same and also pick up the right skills and the right behaviors yeah. that can lead you to become a better person and a better professional. Yeah. And the thing you mentioned about skills, so the the mathematics and the computer studies aren't necessarily a prerequisite for all roles in the data industry. What do you think are the the sort of behaviors and skills, the sort of wider skill set? So first of all, so I would like to clarify, studying a STEM subject, it helps because when you're studying a STEM subject, and I will welcome, I will encourage all ladies or many ladies to study this. Don't be afraid of studying any STEM subjects or careers because they are very rewarding, challenging, and uh, I would say they help build your mind and make your mind a problem-solving mind. They teach you certain skills that then you would be able to apply anywhere. That's the thing. When you study a technical career or you pursue a technical career, it doesn't mean necessarily that you are going to end up in a lab or you are going to end up in uni teaching maths. You can apply those skills anywhere to any industry, pharmaceutical, health, insurance, financial services, retail environment, climate, any type of industry, you, you can apply all those skills. And at the same time, if you don't have a technical background, it doesn't matter because if you like asking questions, getting to the root cause of the problems. You enjoy solving problems, applying logic, having networking skills is also important. Loving to talk to people, find out what they do, understand, really understand things, really understand things when you do them, not just do things because they have to be done. Challenge everything and understand the meaning and the reason that is behind. So all of these type of skills help in working in a data environment and in the data space. And then the technical skills, if you haven't learned them in uni, you can easily learn them. There are many online courses, mm-hmm. many, many, many resources out there where you can pick up the technical skills if you need them. Yeah. I know many data professionals that don't use the technical skills at all because they are more in the management side or more in the data governance side. Not everybody needs to be a data scientist or a data analyst. And not everybody needs to call in Python. So there are different sorts of profiles and roles in there. But going back to what you said before, it's true that data is the future. So I remember I was a good student and I was 18 and I didn't know what career to pursue. I didn't know what to do with my life. And I remember my dad back then telling me, yeah, computer science is the future and data is the future. So you should study that. And I was like, yeah, I haven't touched a computer. So I don't even know what, you know, how to 
right how to type. He was right. <laughs> he was right. So now I thanks for that. So I mean that, of course, everyone is saying the same, but we don't know what's going to happen in five, 10 years, 20 years. We don't know. But we need to be ready for that. We need to be prepared for that. And what it's true is that data is going to be there, any type of data. And the more we are ready to do that, the more we are resilient and the more we are attached to this type of thinking, the better it's going to be for us. So every day there are more young women that are joining the workforce every day or every year. And they are bringing all these new skills, new technological skills, new things that are happening in the marketing, technology, fintech, everywhere. I guess what I'm trying to say is that data is there and we need to understand that today we don't know what's going to happen and yeah. we don't know what all the skills we may need in the future. I don't think robots are going to take up the, the, the world yeah. and <laughs> take all the jobs or things like that. I'm not scared of robots. Robots is just, is a person that has written a piece of code that runs automatically. That, that's it. But we need to be able to go with the flow and, and be flexible. And, be and, flexible. Yeah. and I'm a data geek. I, I love it. I love it in my work life, in my personal life. I think my mind is kind of structured that way. Mm -hmm. Everything I do, I transform it inside my brain in, in a process or in, an, in a table, in an Excel with variables and with <laughs> flags and with everything is there. My mind is like, yeah, like crazy. <laughs> but of course, my job will need to change and my skills will need to adapt to new times. It's a really important point, isn't it? Being ready for what the future brings and, and having the sort of skills and resources and the flexibility to take that on. I think what you said about diversity as well in, in terms of the data industry, I mean, the data shows us that having a diverse team, we've got biases in data and things like that. So it's a fact, it's a stat that if we have more diversity, we're going to be have a better perceptions, different viewpoints on things, even though it's, it's still crunching numbers and looking at data having different people doing that brings a different level yeah. of depth to it. I think it's yeah. really important. Data and analytics can be more valuable than ever during uncertain times. The Dunn and Bradstreet team came together and asked ourselves, if we were a small business, what would we want right now? The answer? To use the DNB Business Essentials platform to find new customers and manage credit. Free for the first three months. To find out more, visit dnb.co.uk forward slash business essentials. I know you've got to run back into a session and it's been really interesting talking to you. Just one final question to, to sort of close on. Is there someone who's given you a piece of advice or something that's inspired you in your career that you'd like to leave with our listeners as kind of something they can take with them? So I've had different managers during my life, different line managers, different bosses, and uh, each of them with with a different level of seniority. I've been very lucky because all of them have given me time. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I admire in most of them, in the, the ones that I admire, of course, is that they were always willing to listen. They would always listen to what I had to say, even though they had made their own decisions. So I think that it's a good thing to listen to the different options. That's why the diversity factor is very important. So having a good blend of different options, listen to all of them and then make a decisions based on the data and the analysis of the different options. This is one thing that I've learned from my yeah. mentors and leaders, like listen to everyone, senior people, also people that are hands-on, see the different perspectives that they have and then make a decision based on 
and an analysis of the full scenario, even though it's very difficult to control all variables. And also to the young woman that would like to enter the data space, I would tell them that they shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes because they will. They will make mistakes. And from my experience, I've learned that it's like an artificial intelligence. The human intelligence work like that. You make a mistake, you yeah. learn from it, you go back and you input this information that you've learned from the mistake to go one try step forward and try something different. So it's like, don't be afraid of making mistakes because you will and you have to give your teams and your people, your peers, everyone the opportunity of making mistakes, trying things, learn from them, empower themselves and believe on their capacities and keep learning. That's great. I think that's a, a really nice, wise advice to leave our listeners with. And I just wanted to say congratulations again to you, thank you. And thank you so much for spending the time with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate to spend some time with you. It's been great. Find out more about how Dun & Bradstreet can help your business be better. Contact us at marketinguk at dnb.com. And remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts.